So the objective of this standard is to prescribe how to include foreign currency transactions and foreign operations in a financial statement of an entity and how to translate financial statements into a presentation currency. So you can translate the financial statement a whole. Now, if we are translating financial statement like the Ghana Education Service illustration I was using here, as if they have an entity outside, there is another Ghana Education Service uh, in, in at the embassy of in the UK or uh, in, in, uh, in, in, yeah, in the United Kingdom, let's say in the United Kingdom, I don't know why I choose that, in the United Kingdom, and they are also operating there, they will be operating using their pounds or maybe euros. So at the end of the financial year, 31st December 2019, we need to translate their records to the Ghanaian account and put it into this account as well. The principles, the principal issues are which exchange rates to use and how to report the effects of the changes in exchange rates in the financial statement. And I've already said that. The principal thing is which exchange rate do you use and how do you report the exchange differences. And I've said that at the date of the transaction, you use the spot rate. Then at the reporting date, you use the closing rate. The difference between the spot rate and the closing rate is the exchange difference, and we say we said we said that that will be recognized in the statement of financial performance. So let's look at some definitions here in relation to that. I've mentioned a couple of them, but let's look at them. Closing rate is the spot rate at the reporting date. Okay, the spot rate at the reporting date. Exchange difference is the difference resulting from translating a given number of units of one currency into another currency at different exchange rates. Okay, so the spot rate is going to be different, the closing rate is going to be different, so the difference in the currency unit is the exchange difference. Exchange rate is a ratio of exchange for two currencies. So what I quoted here is the exchange rate. Foreign currency is a currency other than the functional currency of an entity. Foreign operation is an entity that is controlled, that is a controlled entity, associate, joint venture, or branch of a reporting entity. The activities of which are based or conducted in a country or currency other than those of the reporting entity. So the example I gave, Ghana Education Service, they are having an office in UK, then they will be, that operation in UK will be recognized as what? Uh, foreign operations. Functional currency. This is a currency of the primary economic environment in which the entity operates. And I mentioned that the functional currency we're using here, if that's for, it's Ghanaian city or Ghana city, whatever it is. Monetary items. Monetary items are units of currency held and assets and liabilities to be received or paid in a fixed or determinable number of units of currency. So anything we are going to be received. So if we sell goods to somebody on credit, that is trade receivables. That trade receivables we are going to be receiving at the end of the year. So the same way we treat trade payables, at the end of the year we have to look at the exchange rate, whether the money has gone up or the money has come down based on our exchange rates and recognize the exchange differences in the statement of financial performance. 
net investment in, in a foreign operation. This is the amount of the reporting entity's interest in the net assets or equity of that operation. Presentation currency. This is the currency in which the financial statements are presented. The currency in which the financial statements are presented. Usually our functional currency is in Ghana cities, and so definitely we will prepare our financial statements using the Ghanaian city. Spot exchange rate is the exchange rate for immediate delivery. And we've already mentioned that. So monetary items, let's look at it in, in, a, in a bit detail. Reporting foreign currency transaction in the functional currency, initial recognition. A foreign currency transaction is a transaction that is denominated or requires settlement in a foreign currency, including transaction arising when an entity buys or sells goods or services whose price is denominated in a foreign currency. That is a foreign uh, trans currency transaction. Borrows or lend funds when the amounts payable or receivable are denominated in a foreign currency. That is also part of a foreign currency transaction. Then third, otherwise requires or dispose of assets or incur or settlement liability denominated in a foreign currency. So all these are all uh, all these are foreign currency transaction. Foreign currency transaction. But this is the key thing. A foreign currency transaction shall be recorded on initial recognition in the functional currency by applying the foreign currency amount the spot, at the spot rate between the functional currency and the foreign currency at the date of the transaction. Very, very important. So initial recognition, we said at the date of the transaction, this was the exchange rate. And that is how we deal with the initial recognition. Then reporting at subsequent reporting dates. At each reporting date, A, foreign currency monetary items shall be translated using the closing rates. Foreign currency monetary items shall be translated using what? The closing exchange rate. Two, non-monetary items that are measured in terms of historical cost in a foreign currency shall be translated using the exchange rate at the date of the transaction. Like I said here, this inventory at the end of the year, if it is still in stock, will still be carried at what? This value at the date of the transaction. At the date of the transaction. Three, non-monetary items that are measured at fair value in a foreign currency shall be translated using the exchange rate at the date when the fair value was determined. It's the same thing. Uh, once it's a non-monetary item, there is no subsequent uh, measurement for it. Recognition of exchange differences. Exchange differences arising on the settlement of monetary item or on translating monetary item at rates different from those at which they were translated on initial recognition during the period or in previous financial statement shall be recognized in surplus or deficit in the period in which they arise. Like I said, the exchange differences recognized in your what? Statement of financial performance as a surplus or a deficit. 
Okay. Let me see. I just want to see other items that I need to uh, really mention about this standard here. Disposal of a foreign operation. On the disposal of a foreign operation, the cumulative amount of the exchange differences differed in the separate components of net assets or equity relating to that foreign operation shall be recognized in surplus or deficit when the gain or loss of disposal is also recognized. Okay, it's also recognized. So that is the idea about that. The last thing there is tax effects of exchange differences. For reported entities subject to income taxes, guidance on the treatment of tax effects associated with the gains and losses of foreign currency trans transactions and exchange differences arising on translating the financial performance and financial proposition of an entity into a different currency can be found in the relevant international financial reporting standard with income taxes. And we will deal with that uh, later on in relation to that. Then finally, disclosures. So when it comes to FSAS 4, effect of exchange rate differences, what disclosures are we required or can we make in relation to that? The entity shall disclose A, the amount of the exchange differences recognizing surplus or deficit, except for those arising on financial instruments measured at fair value through surplus or deficit in accordance with the relevant international or national accounting standards dealing with the recognition and measurement of financial instruments. Now, let me explain that. So, you must disclose how the exchange difference was recognized. But not all exchange differences are recognized in the statement of financial performance. Okay? For instance, if the organization acquires or have a financial instrument that is uh, recognized at their fair value through surplus or deficit, or that is being held for future purposes, then any exchange rate differences will not be recognized in the statement of financial performance as an expenses, but will be deferred and recognized in the balance sheets. Okay? Will be deferred and recognized in the balance sheets in relation to that. B. The net exchange differences classified in a separate component of net assets or liability, net assets or equity, and the reconciliation of the amount of such exchange differences at the beginning and end of the period. So we do a closing and opening period for all exchange differences that we are having in relation to that. So hey, FSAS for effect of changes in exchange rates, which is based on the IAS 21, is it 21? Yes, IAS 21. This is what you have to understand about it. I hope that it is sweet, simple, straight to the point, and most importantly, the illustration that we use here and how you understand and recognize these items in the financial statement. So I will end here and I'll continue with the uh, next uh, lesson where we look at EPSAS 5 borrowing cost, which is based on IAS 23, another favorite accounting standard of mine. And let's see how we can go with it. So write down your questions that you may be having and we will discuss them during our one-on-one -on -one session. And make sure also that 
if you are coming on campus then you write your questions down in class you can ask me about it or drop it down in our whatsapp group in relation to that so i'll see you in the next video as we continue with this master class on the ipsas for the public sector accounting and finance in the ICA professional qualification syllabus.